Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Whispering Woods podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is our eighth episode. Today's episode is going to be about... The Smiling Man. Yeah. First of all, I just want to have a brief discussion. um, Because I haven't told you about this. This happened the other night. When I was checking to see if George, your brother, had come home, I actually got onto the Ring app to have a little look to see if he had come home. And flashed up, I saw a woman. So I was telling Maisie about it this morning. I looked through all of the recordings that had been picked up by the Ring doorbell. Yeah. And there was no sign of it. No sign of her. Which was really... What, you saw a woman out there? Yeah. When? Like, how did you know? Well, because when I opened the Ring app, it flashed up, because sometimes the last recording does. And there was a woman with a long white T-shirt on, long-sleeved white T-shirt, and she was sort of facing and pointing towards the next door, and she had long brown hair. So I, was there, I, I went through all of the recordings that day. I was like, maybe it was Maisie. You know, maybe it was Deej, because um, they came around. And it wasn't on there, and it wasn't then. That's really creepy. Yes. <laughs> I don't know who it was, what it was. But we've been hoping to, picture, to find something on the ring, haven't we? But yeah, I did. I can't show you because there's nothing to show. Right. Oh, is it gone now? Yeah, that, but it didn't record. It was just really weird. Really weird. Mm. A little bit exciting too. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we start with the introduction then? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do this.
The following is adapted from the original Smiling Man story, posted on the internet by L.S. Riley in April 2012. And for the purpose of this retelling, I will refer to the author as Riley. As a night person, Riley would often take walks to pass the time. And in the early hours of this particular morning, he was taking one of his usual jaunts around the city. Being a weeknight, the streets were quiet with very little traffic and turning down a side street, something caught his eye down the far end of the road, on the same side of the pavement. It was a man, one more of a silhouette, and the silhouette was dancing. A waltz-like dance, but with an additional forward stride, a kind of dance and walk at the same time. And he was heading in Riley's direction. Thinking the dancer was drunk, he attempted to give him plenty of space to pass by. But the closer he got, the more he realised this person was not in fact drunk. His dancing was extremely fluid and purposeful. He was dressed in an old suit and was tall and thin. And continuing to pace towards Riley, his face slowly came into focus. His eyes were wild and wide open, and his head was tilted back as if looking up at the sky. But it was his mouth that really gave pause for concern. It was painfully cartoon-wide, a real grin from ear to ear. Taking his eyes off the spectacle before him, Riley quickly crossed the street and glancing behind him he saw the man had stopped dancing and he was standing as if to cross the road, one leg poised, outstretched, standing directly opposite. He was positioned facing Riley, but wasn't looking directly at him. His face was still tilted towards the sky, and his wide smile was still present. Extremely freaked out at this point, Riley began hurriedly walking again, not taking his eyes off this odd individual. And fortunately, he still hadn't moved and remained in the odd stance with one leg lifted. After putting some distance between himself and whatever this thing was, he felt it safe to look back, and he found that the smiling man had vanished. But his relief was short-lived, as he then noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down in the shadows. He then began to take giant, over-exaggerated tiptoe steps towards Riley, as if he was a cartoon character, sneaking up on his prey. Now frozen to the spot, the smiling man continued to walk towards him. He then stopped at cast distance away, still smiling and looking towards the sky. What do you want? Riley called out to him, his voice unsteady. The smiling man didn't react. He just continued to gaze up and grin. After a very long pause, the smiling man turned around, extremely slowly, and resumed his dance walk in the other direction, putting some much-needed distance between himself and Riley. Watching to ensure that he was definitely continuing in an onward direction, Riley stood and watched, 
but then he realised he was no longer getting smaller. He was once again getting larger. He was now running towards him. That was enough, and Riley took off running too. He ran towards a more populated street, but kept glancing back, expecting to see him, smile and all. But he had thankfully vanished. The image of the smiling man's insanely grinning face will forever haunt Riley's dreams. Do you know the reason why I started even researching The Smiling Man? Why? Well, because when I finished work one day, I was sat in the car with Rog. We were waiting to come back and I glanced over to the co-op and I saw a person who was sort of crouched down on like, on his haunches. Do you know what haunches are? No. It's like when you're crouched down on your... And your your heels sort of come up to your bum. So you sat like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I looked over at him and I will admit though, because I didn't have my glasses on and my eyesight's not the best. <laughs> he looked like he had a massive grin all the way up. He looked like he had big black eyes and a massive grin from oh. ear to ear. And that is the reason why I started looking into the smiling man or the grinning man. Some people call him. What? And that was at the co-op here? No, that was at the co-op in town in Bristol. Um, yeah. I think you're imagining that, Mum. Yeah, maybe. Well, I didn't imagine the man. The man was definitely there. Mm. But whether I imagined the smile, I don't know whether he had something on his face. And because, he, you know, I'll admit, he was a bit further away. So, but I said to... I then explained to Rog... I've just seen a man <laughs> looks like he had a massive smile. So I started researching it, and that's when I came across these stories. So, are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. The Grinning Man. My name is Matthew Calamain, and I am the writer and director of the feature film titled The Grin a story that is based on true events that actually happened on the set where it was filmed, or otherwise known as my house from childhood. I found myself at home one weekend night. My parents were out of town, and I was returning from a cancelled sleepover at a friend's house. The lights were on when I got in the door, and I remember getting a phone call from that same friend shortly thereafter, which would end up being the last normal event of the night. My brother was playing video games in the next room and I could hear him tapping furiously at a video game while I spoke on the cordless phone. I walked around in the living room and ended the phone call in the kitchen when I remember hearing some kind of high-pitched squeal that came from the house somewhere and I couldn't place where it was coming from as it sounded the same in every room I went to investigate. It ended after about a minute after it started and was interrupted by the phone ringing. But the phone was not in the kitchen where I left it. It was in the bathroom on the counter in front of the sink. I answered the phone and there was nobody there, so hung up. It was at that point where I heard a dragging sound, like a large heavy object was being dragged in the attic crawl space above me 
I followed the sound as it slowly navigated from room to room and ended up in my parents' bedroom, who still had a waterbed. After the sound made it to the far wall, it stopped and the phone rang. This time my friend was on the other end of it. I told him what was going on and he told me to be careful and call the police. After I got off the phone, I laid down on the waterbed and was horrified to find a body-shaped solid object inside the waterbed mattress and leapt out. I then heard a knock at the door and answered it quickly, but there was nobody there. It was at this point where my brother called me from his room to check something out that he had just discovered in the game he was playing. And a little more than annoyed at his lack of interest in what was going on, I stormed into his room. There was nobody there. His bed was made and the room was spotless. Neither the console nor the TV was on and the controller was wrapped and unplugged. There was no way he could have hid and cleaned his room in the few seconds it took me to make it from the front door to his room. I had been alone the entire night, hearing for 20 straight minutes my brother playing a game that he was not present to be playing. The phone rang again, but again it was not where I had left it. This time it was resting on the kitchen counter where I had originally left it. So I walked through the entire house to answer it. It was my friend calling again, this time saying that the call was dropped for some reason and he was calling me back. I explained what just happened and there was another knock at the door. Since I was standing right next to it, I peeked out the window within two seconds of the knocks and there was nobody there. At this point, I opened the door and stepped onto the porch to make sure I didn't see anyone running away as I had a large, wide, open yard and there wasn't anything to hide behind. I walked into the yard to look around, but didn't find anything. I found myself engaged in several more minutes of talking before my friend got off the line. And it was at that moment when I realised that the place I had been staring at, off into space while talking, there were two very large, black reflective eyes looking back at me. The figure was tall and lanky, and stood only ten feet or so from me, in the shadow cast by the front of the garage from the front door light. The most notable feature he wore was an inhumanely large smile, and he was grinning with oily metallic teeth from literally ear to ear. Despite me staring directly at him for more than five minutes, I pretended I did not notice him, and through willpower alone, made it inside the house without running as fast as I could and instead walked calmly. I remember feeling like if I ran he would chase me and somehow knew that he would have caught me easily. I barricaded myself in the room the rest of the night and did not fall asleep until the sun came up the next morning and my parents were home. Nothing like that had ever happened to me before and nothing like that has happened since. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Just a little note that I will leave a link to that short film as well, should anyone want to take a look. So how would you feel if you were babysitting for your niece and somebody knocked on the door and they were, yeah, grinning from ear to ear? Not open it. You wouldn't open it. <laughs> <laughs> so if, yeah, but he didn't know that it was somebody out there, did he, first of all? Well, probably best just to not answer the door. Yeah, babysitting. I just wouldn't answer it. <laughs> All of these things go wrong when you babysit. <laughs> There's, I remember the other day I told you about when uh, I was watching like I don't know, 101 greatest horror yeah. movie moments, and there there is this. It's, it is like an urban legend as well that this girl is babysitting, and um, he says. Have you checked the children? That's, you know, the main part of the film. In probably, it was probably early, no, it was probably the late 80s. I was watching that with my best friend. And, you know, it was quite creepy at the time. It probably still is, to be fair. And um, Auntie Rachel and her friend rang us on the house phone. It was made off back then. And they really did put a voice on and said, Have you checked the children? And they oh, didn't, yeah. <laughs> they didn't admit to it until like ten years later, and um, like we were creeped right out by it. <laughs> he, like he's hid in the loft. He's actually hid in the house. That's the point of the film, right? Shall we do the second story? Yes, we should. Zach was taking his dog Charlie for their usual early morning walk around the neighbourhood. The morning started as any other, but there was a different feeling that morning and Zach couldn't quite put his finger on it. He felt a chill deep in his bones and the hairs on the back of his neck were standing up. Charlie wasn't his usual self either and stuck very close by ears perked up all the while. Looking around, that's when Zack saw him. A figure was stood under the streetlight, dressed in a long trench coat with the collar flipped up and his face hidden beneath a fedora hat. Hands in his pockets, he stood about seven feet tall and Zack couldn't shake that feeling that something was terribly wrong. Walking past the man, he turned to Zack and in a raspy voice said, Hello. Zack replied hello back and continued to walk. Charlie didn't take his eyes off the odd man and was on high alert. 
Getting further around the block, a sudden rhythmic sound echoed through the morning, getting louder and faster as it went. Drawing parallel to the police station, Zack thought it was the best opportunity he'd have to safely turn round and see where the noise was coming from. As it had unnerved him and Charlie was obviously feeling the same way. Turning to face the direction of the noise, he caught sight of the strange man once again and he was dancing towards him. He stopped when he drew level to Zack and that's when he noticed the smile. It was unnatural and stretched from ear to ear. His teeth were a combination of yellow and bright white. They looked completely unnatural. Charlie was growling and snarling at the man, and it was at this point the doors to the police station swung open, as an officer had come out to see what was going on outside. He informed the officer that the man had been following him, and he quickly ushered him inside. But before he had passed through the door, the man looked towards him and then said, No smile for me? The police officer hurriedly closed the doors behind them and radioed to other police in the area. Turning around, they could see the man still staring from outside. (laughs) Zack spent the night at the police station and in the morning, he gave a statement. The police could find nothing on the stranger. But a few days later, in a local paper, people had come forward with really similar stories. Zach hasn't seen him since, but every night he hears tapping on the windows. But he's most concerned by the rhythmic noise he hears out on the pavement every evening. So, what do you think? Despite what, what do you think he is? Because you, coincidentally, because you didn't know what the episode was about, you were watching a TikTok about him, weren't you, this morning? Yeah. Any ideas then? Um, I don't know. I reckon he's just a man. Just an ordinary man. I don't know, ma. <laughs> do you know what your eyes will? Because we we live in the UK in North Somerset, and it. It's like he, he tries to freak people out. And we've had the gimp, haven't we? Yeah, the gimps. <laughs> now, at least... He got arrested the other Did they actually find him? Yeah, I think. Right, because just so everybody knows what we're all about, um, we've had occasions where a man has been dressed as a gimp in full gimp wear. With in zip. like a latex suit. Yep. And he's frightening people. It's mainly women, isn't it? No. No? He's just, well, he's the most recent, uh, like news they've heard about him. That he ran up to two men. Did he? Yeah. But you think they found him? Yeah, there was, it was on the Bristol Live. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to have a look on Bristol Live if I can get through all these pop-ups and ads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna add a, another really quick story in here because this one is a little bit closer to home. So, in 2020, during lockdown, in London, another guy was walking out in the evening, um, walking his dog, and he looked up to see um, this guy, he was about six foot, and he was also dancing down the street with an enormous smile. The dog started freaking out, 
they they took off him and his dog took off and started running and then the guy from the hiding went went in a really childish voice wait come back i'm lost so the guy hid and then when he was walking past he said that it went freezing cold so when he got back home he obviously locked himself in locked all the doors and the windows and then about an hour later he saw a shadow sort of outside of his front door and the voice said I'm not done with you yet oh Oh, a local yeah a local sighting do you know what I quite fancy seeing him I might go out for a walk tonight who like the smiling man yeah the only problem is they switch our streetlights off, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't see them coming. Yeah, but they switched them off at like 12. Okay, as long as I go out before 12 and now we're into uh, dark times. Yeah. I, sh- I might I might have a chance of seeing him then. If he's coming to England. That brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you've got any ideas for episodes, please let us know. Yeah, you can find us on social media or email us at thewhisperingwoodspodcast at gmail.com. All of the links will be in the item description. Item? (laughs) In the podcast description. (laughs) Oh, dear. So, yeah, we will see you again next week. Although we're not actually seeing people, but we'll catch up with you then. Bye. Take care, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.